Good morning and welcome to AC23. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon, and joining me this morning is Mike Weary. He is an artist here in residence at the Cary Siraj Community Arts Center. Welcome, Mike. Good morning. Thank you. So, tell us a little bit uh, about Mike Weary and how he got started as an artist. Um, born and raised in New Orleans. Uh, I got started fairly young, just uh, drawing, just on my own. Um, I just kind of, I guess just with friends, would mm-hmm. always draw. Um, my mother was an artist. Uh, she was a really good uh, illustrator. Um, I have just art, artists all throughout my family. Okay. Uh, my, my aunt, uh, she she sang with uh, No Limit Records. Uh, my brother makes music. And it was just all, I mean... Like a few of my other aunts sang. I mean, it okay. just always was a artistic a family, huh? Artistic family, and it just it never was. I always thought it was something everybody could do. Just the yeah. entire world. I was like, everybody can do art, right? And then you, <laughs> you get older and you find out. No, we can't. <laughs> can and and you know you get that kind of uh, taught out of you at, at some point. I I guess. Yeah. Sometimes when you're little and you nobody's told you you can't do something yet. <laughs> exactly. That's I find every kid is an artist. Until yeah. someone tells them they're not, and then, you know, yeah. <laughs> goes life. <laughs> Somebody rains on your parade. <laughs> there it is. I'm just a big kid, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, a formal training with art, or did you pursue something else? No. Um, I, formal training, not necessarily. I've always taken art classes. Okay. If I had any chance to take art classes throughout uh, even elementary, high school, uh, throughout college, I always took art classes. Okay. Um, High school is, I guess, where I really started. Um, I want to say getting serious about it, but I, I guess I realized I had a knack for it mm-hmm. more so. I did it more for fun as a child. Um, yeah. Bored. Uh, my parents didn't let me watch too much TV. Uh-huh. I did a lot of reading. Okay. And uh, when I wasn't reading, I was drawing. Uh, drawing people, waiting for my mom to get off work. So I would just draw people all the time. Okay. I'm really good with faces. Um, but... Yeah, high school, I took a, that was like the first time I took a class, and I was like, oh, okay, this is where art can expand beyond just drawing sketches. I can carve, I can paint, I can do all these other things. So painting, that's kind of where I started actually painting was in high school. Okay, so uh, painting is your primary medium? Yes, oils, uh, oils on wood is the, my go-to. Okay. And I, I, past few years, I've been using uh, metals in my oil paint too so okay. it gives it a little bit of a now, crazy effect i've had the pleasure of watching you create some <laughs> magnificent pieces and some of them are very very large yes um <laughs> but you you mentioned drawing faces and being mm-hmm. very a lot of your works are of facing faces and capturing yes the emotion of a person yes so how how do you do that well i don't know i find that it's the most familiar, obviously, to everyone. Um, when you're drawing, when you're painting, you're just really breaking down shapes. And, I mean, you take two circles and a triangle and you can make a face, you know. And it's – our eyes are just, you know, evolutionarily drawn to things that may look like a face. Mm-hmm. That's just how we survive throughout nature. So I find painting faces, whether they be a little bit more abstract or – more realistic with uh, expression, I feel like uh, the audience connects to that the best, especially the eyes. Okay. You know, they say that's the window of the soul. So yeah. that's where I 
focus is the eyes and then everything else kind of just yeah i had a um he was actually the basketball coach in high school, but he was also an artist. Okay. And he painted a portrait of one of, one of the prettiest girls in our school, <laughs> but he could never finish it. He said, I cannot get her eye. I can't get the eyes right. Really? Yeah. That, uh, the thing about the eyes is it's, the, it's of, of everything in nature, anything man-made. It is the thing that every human can point out and go there's something not right there. Mm-hmm. If someone's eye is higher than the other, whether it be surgery, cosmetically, whatever, yeah. you can always tell. You may not know right offhand, but you can tell like something's different about this person's eyes. Yeah. Or when people have, you know, when something seems uh, unsteady about a person, yeah. if, if someone makes you feel uneasy, it's, a lot of times it's how their eyes are moving. Yeah. If their eye movement is, you know, chaotic, it, yeah. it can make you uneasy. So you can focus in. And yeah, it's it's hard if one thing's off, you know, about the structure of the eye, it can make the person feel uneasy. Yeah. Which sometimes some artists would do on purpose. Yeah. You know, but if you make it, I mean, eyes are just spheres. It's a sphere within a sphere with like a little hole in the middle yeah it's simplified but it's you know it's much more than that in it <laughs> yeah it, it's it's simple but it, it's it's also um you have to know where things specifically go like the iris of the eyes goes right where the corners of your mouth are and if you okay. can play with that no matter how you stretch out the face or mm-hmm. distort the face if you can kind of keep those markers mm-hmm. relatively uh in place mm-hmm. then it, it will look right and that, that's usually what people say when i can't get the face right i can't get the eyes right it's usually where you have and how spaced out are they yeah. are you trying to make it realistic you yeah know, is the head tilted one way or not so you study anatomy uh long enough and you'll, you'll you'll get it i think that's one thing i would tell anybody that's trying to figure out figures mm-hmm. and how to get the proportions right faces are very hard eyes are very hard study anatomy it's okay. the easiest way to figure that out you know anatomy then you can draw anything else after that okay so i've watched you three of my favorite things that that i've had the pleasure of watching you mm-hmm. do one was uh your mother yes uh it's, it's a beautiful it's, touches your heart mm-hmm. she's sitting at a dressing table uh-huh. <laughs> so tell us about that um so that was created uh during the summer, I believe, of 20, God, we're in 2023, of 2021. Gosh, time I flies. I've done it, though. Um, yeah, but uh, she had just uh, had a, a bout with cancer uh, right before that. And me just being an artist, not really knowing how to uh, express how I felt about it and, uh, you know, being with her during her treatments and things of that nature one of the things that made her i guess the most self-conscious i guess was Mm -hmm. obviously the loss of her hair yeah even though you know it still looked beautiful to me sure you know she was very self-conscious about it so i wanted to paint her in her natural state and you know change little things here and there i wanted her to put on a nice dress that she loved the makeup that she likes next to her nightstand one of her antique nightstands and you know in the middle of painting that and i, I called it uh not ready for zulu because she has a lot of zulu uh, ball coconuts okay. uh, not really for zulu ball and that's you know just my way of saying you know 
we're not ready for anything after this. Like, you know, you're here. We're going to celebrate while we're, we're yeah. you know, while we're together. She's still a beautiful lady. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous woman. Yeah, that's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the fun things I love about that was you turned the painting upside down. Yeah. To paint the magnolia that was on the dressing stand. Uh-huh. Yeah, I paint everything upside down. That's kind of a kind of what I was saying about like simplifying things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that helps me simplify. But yeah, specifically the the magnolias and uh the Mardi Gras beads, the more specifically the things i'm not really focusing on too much i just want to give uh um the mood more so Mm -hmm. i'm focusing more so on temperatures and colors and uh how the different tones interact with each other with oils you can kind of play with that a little bit more than uh other mediums um so yeah with that yeah i turn it upside down so again it's just shapes just kind of focus you on that so you don't it doesn't get lost in the right because i find and i I do the same thing with faces. I paint them upside down because I find when you're looking at it right side up, and I might be dyslexic. I don't know. I didn't get it diagnosed. But <laughs> um, I find when you turn it upside down, you're not focusing so much that, oh, I'm painting an eye. Yeah. So the eye in your brain starts to overthink because you okay. recognize it. But when yeah. you're, it's upside down, it doesn't recognize it all the way. Yeah. So now you're just doing shapes. Now you're just doing tones. And that brings out more expression you know, I'm not blending too much. I'm mm-hmm. just putting tones and colors and values right where they need to be to make the image. Okay. Know? Okay. My my one of my other favorites was the um the man with the June bug on oh, his yes. face, which yeah. is a gripping, gripping piece of art. I Thank have you. to I have to tell you. It's it's amazing and it it's enough amazing that our our children art campers that came through here <laughs> recognized what you were doing and, uh-huh. and, and noticed it that it was done and complete which I just thought was amazing that right. that spoke to 10 year olds right I mean it's I wanted to speak to everybody I mean it's it's subject matter is fairly dark uh, I painted it as a anti-lynching uh, image it's called uh, I found June bug dangling from an oak and the June bug on his face is, you know, indicative of the actual bug itself. So depending on the viewer, you may see that mm-hmm. as the actual bug, the June bug. Or mm-hmm. uh, in the black community, we have a lot of people that we call June bug as a nickname. Mm-hmm. So you can see it as that, too. So you can find the bug itself dangling from the oak or June bug, the man dangling from the oak tree. But that okay. was in particular, I was uh, in a space of thinking about not just the victims of lynching, but more so um, the survivors outside of the ones that directly survived the mm-hmm. incidents, but also the families and the communities that have to deal with the ramifications, mm-hmm. the, you know, the acts of terrorism that kind of ripple throughout. And that's why I put him next to the river. Yeah. So I had that kind of rippling through time effect, yeah. essentially. So, yeah, it's, it's heavy, but I didn't want it to be too on the nose. Yeah. I'm not big on painting exactly i just kind of get the vibe get the feeling let that guide the images a lot of portraits and things of that nature mm-hmm. because you know i still have an audience to consider like 10 yeah. year olds yeah and you know i don't want to make it too but graphic it's, it's it's uh you still get the message yes you don't hit anybody over the head with it but it's there and it makes you st- it's 
poignant enough and gripping enough that you stop and study it. Right. Yeah. My goal is to, as an artist, is to to make you pay attention, whether you like what you see or not. Mm-hmm. I just have to make you pay attention long enough to say, what is this? Why is it the way it is? And hopefully at some point you can get more context and go, oh, okay, now I understand Mm -hmm. why this is created the way it's created. But primarily, I want you to go, what is this? (laughs) What (laughs) am I looking at? (laughs) What am I looking at? And hopefully it it starts a conversation at some point, depending on the subject matter. Yeah. Speaking of, my third one is the one of you, your wife, and your son, daughter? Mm. Son. Son. Yes, little Ezra. Um, So, yeah, that one also is so what what I do with my pieces I, I use reference um I do a lot of obviously anatomy faces um so I use reference points um but the subject matter the subject themselves the storyline in the the art piece may not specifically be about the reference mm-hmm. so yes it's of technically me my wife and my son yeah but it's a reflection of my childhood uh growing up in New Orleans uh it's called Teen Summit Mm -hmm. Um, and I painted it, uh, just in the space of thinking about the first time I had a gun, uh, pointed in my face after there was this concert, uh, called teen summit, uh, Mm -hmm. when I was a kid and went to a party afterwards and an altercation ensued. So I always thought about what would have happened if I did die that day Mm -hmm. and what my parents would have thought. So that was my dramatic piece yeah. Again, I didn't want to beat it over the head yeah. with with that, but I wanted to convey the grief in the mother mm-hmm. specifically as the the focal point. Um, the I guess discernment in the the father and obviously the the child uh, being lifeless um, yeah. and the but promised land behind. Yeah, so. you, but it's it's like you see the father and he's embracing the mother. Mm-hmm. And then the, the mother's embracing the child. And it's yes. like the dad is trying to protect, just wrap right. the whole family exactly. in a safe bubble. Yes. And that's that's exactly what it is. It's And if you've noticed, a lot of the, the strokes kind of intersect with the father figure. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of going through him in, in different points. And he's trying to act as that shield. And uh, the piece is part of the, the show. And the piece itself uh, is kind of the... The, the pivotal point between healing and distractions okay. and the father figure in that piece is still along the lines of being distracted mm-hmm. and not dealing with his trauma and healing so he's just taking the hits in in this uh crisis and if you look at the piece the mother the grieving mother is looking upwards and outwards towards okay the light okay. and that she's the one that's going to be more healing in this okay. loose narrative. That I so you mentioned the show. Yes. So you've got an exhibit coming up at the state archives as part of black history month. So yes. give us the scoop on that one. So the show is called a taste of King cake. I don't want to spoil too much of it. Um, what I'll say is the, the space I was in was uh, dealing with uh, trauma and, the difference between distractions and healing mm-hmm. and how we can misconstrue what those are um, specifically in uh, Louisiana and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it aesthetically set around Mardi Gras themes, okay. obviously a taste of king cake. Sure. Um, 
and it just stemmed from i guess my cynicism of I don't know, just how we go about our day sometimes in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful state. We have yeah. beautiful customs, beautiful traditions that I'm very proud of. But I, f- I found it in growing older and seeing the things I've seen um, that I've become more cynical of the good times. And it's yeah. like I'm having fun, but then I'm like... You know, kids need to eat in New Orleans. You know, yeah. the, the education system's not anywhere near where like we're last in everything. Yeah. But we're also, and it's like I don't know. It's just so much, and it's I'm an artist. I can't really say it, so I have to paint <laughs> you it. Have to paint it. Yeah. So you know, it's that's the premise. Um, it's aesthetically pleasing, mm-hmm. but hopefully the the message is uh going to be interwoven in there that people can pick up, and it is audio driven also. So um, as you're going through the exhibition. Um, you can have uh, audio um, that's going to accompany uh, each piece. Okay. And uh, my brother, like I told you, uh, makes music. So Mm -hmm. he's going to be the audio engineer for the entire uh, show. So he's uh, putting that together. We'll have, you'll be able to go in with the QR code and just let it flow. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think music is a good tie Mm -hmm. into uh, the different artistic mediums. Almost no matter what you have, if you have sound to go along with yeah. that, it, it, it definitely kind of gives more of an atmosphere. It does. And, you know, obviously you can just view the images as they are, too. So when does it open? This is starting uh, February 3rd okay. uh, through the 28th. Okay. So all month. All month. Okay. All month long. And for, if you're not familiar, the State Archives building is located on SN Lane right before the overpass that goes over the interstate there. Um, so... You're a fantastic artist. Thank you. <laughs> and you've created these wonderful things, but th- that's not really your bread and butter, is it? No. Of so course tell not. us. So I, I get to watch you create those. <laughs> so tell us what, what, what keeps a roof over Mikey's yeah, head. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The thing that keeps a roof over my head and keeps my wife happy uh, <laughs> are the uh, live paintings. Um, I paint live at weddings and events. Um, so I show up to your wedding. And I paint whatever you want me to paint. Bride, groom, bridal party, the entire wedding. Um, I show up to an event. I paint mm-hmm. whatever you need. And I'll paint it in a matter of a few hours. I'll do it upside down. So it's good entertainment. Um, and it's one of those things that I was very apprehensive of for mm-hmm. a long time. Because yeah. to take a process that what for some artists may take months to years yeah. and break it down into three hours sometimes at a reception is nerve-wracking yeah it's like you have to make decisions you can't hesitate at all but on the other hand not hesitating is what creates in my opinion great art yeah like sometimes people try to figure out why an art like a piece looks great and why one doesn't a lot of times as well this one that may not look so great has a lot of hesitation yeah you can tell the artist wasn't confident in where they wanted to put certain things and certain elements yeah sometimes you just got to go with your gut mm-hmm. you got and that's all live painting is going with your gut but it creates this these moods and these atmospheres and and you know it's one of like i said i was apprehensive at first but you know after seeing the first few brides i was like okay yeah this is i like this and it helped me just in my overall uh painting process too it helped me kind of condense that and mm-hmm. make more decisions and make my paintings a little more loose so Okay. So tell people how they can go and and get more information about Mike Weary Art. You can go to MikeWearyArt.com. That's the primary source. That's my website. And that's Mike Weary Art on every social 
That's Mike okay. Riard on Instagram, Mike Riard on Twitter, Mike <laughs> Riard on Facebook. Uh, what, what's the other ones? Whatever <laughs> you're, it is, you're consistent. I got it. And I also have a show at uh, Southern uh, in February, too. Oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, Southern University. Um, I have a show from the 6th to March 10th. Okay. Um, so I have you're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, two shows, and it's going to be two separate aesthetics. So wow. one's going to have the taste of king cake, and this one's just going to be more the summer dream. June bug's going to be in that one. Okay. So uh, be on the lookout for both of those. Me and Mr. Randell Henry. Okay. Yeah, uh, are working. All on right, that. that's that's. I'm gonna have to go check both out. Yeah, check them out. All right, thank you, Mike, for joining us, and we thank appreciate you. you joining us too. Um, along the same lines. Uh, the Preserving Our Place exhibit is going on here at the Shell Gallery. It takes a look at how climate change has affected the native uh, indigenous coastal lines in South Louisiana and Alaska. So we hope you will take that in. And coming up February the 2nd at the Manship Theater is the Hairband Ball. You can get more information on that at manshiptheater.org. I'm Pam Bordelon. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you next Sunday.